As Shakespeare's Hamlet says, there are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in your philosophy. And sometimes those undreamt of things show up right in your backyard. Hi there, and welcome to Here's a Thought, the blogcast for people who overthink. I'm your host, Jan M. Flynn, and I know what it's like to have your imagination run away with you because mine is always hijacking me. Sometimes it's fun, but other times you could use a distraction from whatever your brain is currently obsessing over. So once a week, I offer you a brief break from the voices in your head by listening to the ones in mine. This week, I have been delving into a local mystery. A UFC has been captured on film near where I live. Last week, while checking my local Nextdoor feed, no doubt you're familiar with Nextdoor.com, the app that allows you to exchange neighborhood gossip online, I came across a video posted by someone in our neighborhood. Captured by their motion-detecting security cam, the UFC, or Unidentified Furry Critter, ambles across their backyard before disappearing into the murk of an early spring night. With the first video the contributor posted, there were many responses. All were politely rejected by the person who'd posted it because they'd seen the beastie with their own eyes. Although, at night, by motion detector light through a patio door. A raccoon? Nope. No tail. A badger? Ah, uh, but no stripes, and the body shape is wrong. A rock chuck? Again, missing a tail. A vole? Seriously, if we have voles that size here, we may as well kiss our yards goodbye. The same person posted another couple of videos a day or two later. I wish I could show you a screen capture in which you could spot the UFC hunching along in its purposeful way. That post got many likes, or wows, or whatever, but few comments. It seemed that the neighbor's collective store of wildlife lore had run low. However, one person declared that the creature was most definitely an American wombat. A couple of other people replied to that comment with firm agreement. Yep, American wombat. Has to be. Excuse me? I am kind of an amateur zoologist. When I was in kindergarten, I used to say that when I grew up, I wanted to be a ballerina, like all the other little girls, but I also wanted to be a field biologist, either that or a coyote. I was a weird kid. Obviously, the coyote thing didn't work out, and being a confirmed klutz, neither did ballet. And once I figured out what a field biologist's day actually consisted of, a lot of scrabbling around outside in all weathers, mostly counting things, having to deal with lots of bugs, that option looked much less appealing. However, as an adult, I did spend several years as a docent at the Los Angeles Zoo, and I remain fascinated with wildlife. There isn't a David Attenborough nature series that I have not binged. I know enough about zoology to be dangerous, or at least to ace the category on Jeopardy from the comfort of my living room, so I am not the sort of person to blithely accept a claim that an American wombat is loose in Boise. On the other hand, wouldn't it be cool if... Now, wombats are marsupials, like kangaroos and wallabies, and properly belong in Australia. Marsupials have a tendency to birth incomplete young, who then finish their gestation in a furry pocket outside the womb. They also have markedly fewer folds in their brains than other mammals, meaning less surface area for neurological connections. 
the TLDR, marsupials are stupid. Any marsupial species that arose on other land masses were eventually wiped out by mammals with enough brain folds to outsmart them. Australia is the only continent where marsupials really caught on. The only exception in North America, insofar as I was taught, is the American opossum. Most of us are familiar with the creature in its vernacular form, possum, and usually in its presentation as roadkill. Why the opossum survived as the only extant North American marsupial is a matter for zoologists with far more expertise and a much longer attention span than I have. What I suspect, after having encountered an opossum in my trash can, where it followed the playing possum script by remaining immobile while at the same time displaying all 52 of its teeth, the most of any mammal, is that possums are simply too dumb to know they should be extinct. On the other hand, encountering what looks like a giant rat with a weirdly long nose that appears to have died while gnashing all 52 of its teeth could be enough to put off a lot of predators. Coming upon one doing just that in my trash can nearly made me levitate. Also, opossums can have up to three litters in a year, and each litter can have anywhere from eight to as many as twenty young. That's what you call playing the odds. Back to the fact that wombats, like opossums, are marsupials. So what would they be doing in America? Or is there some kind of largish rodent shuffling around here in the West that I don't know about, and people just call it a wombat? Or what if everything I'd been taught about American opossum exceptionalism was wrong? All my zoodocent training was back in the 90s. We've rethought a lot of things since then. How much fun would it be if there really were American wombats out here among the sagebrush and tumbleweed, and one day, or night, one of them might scurry across my patio? So, off I went to Google Land. I spend a lot of time there, especially when I'm supposed to be doing other things. And it's amazing what you can find amid its limitless horizons. Before I knew it, I found myself tumbling down a rabbit hole, or a wombat burrow, into a world of wonky information. Some of it was, to say the least, dubious. Amid many searches for wombats in general, and American ones in particular, I came up with many, many sites, all depicting interesting, well-documented wombat facts and some rather adorable images. All, however, firmly stated that wombats are native to Australia, and there they remain— unless they are shipped off to zoos or menageries. Those are the facts, ma'am. But, since we now live in a world where facts are open to question and barely distinguishable from opinions, I wasn't going to let that stop me. And Eureka! I found a listing for American wombat, complete with a photo, which stated, The American wombat is a species of wombat that lives in grasslands, forests, and human settlements of North America— it is a herbivore that mainly feeds on grass, flowers, and berries. Their largest populations are found in Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, Idaho, Missouri, and North Dakota. For a half-second, my pulse raced. The American wombat exists, and Idaho is right in the middle of its range. Then I noted the source. It's a page on the fandom.com site, quote, the world's largest wiki source, whose motto is... Your ideas become reality here. Kind of like Fox News, but I digress. 
The disappointing reality is that there is no credible evidence of an actual American wombat. Well, poop. By the way, a true fact about wombats is that their poop is cube-shaped, and they've been known to stack it up, although, sadly, I was unable to find a video of a wombat playing blocks with its poo. Even more disappointing, there are no wombats in the wilds or the suburbs of Idaho making pretend castles with their poop blocks. They only do that in Australia. So the American wombat is a myth, but it's not alone. While rummaging around the interwebs, I came across a number of sites devoted to fearsome critters. Unlike the more well-known mythical creatures such as unicorns or dragons, fearsome critters are an American category of legends, primarily spread by lumberjacks who traveled from camp to camp telling tall tales. Like Paul Bunyan and his blue ox named Babe, these were stories about creatures roaming the West that were meant to provide entertaining explanations of natural phenomena or more often, simply to mess with the greenhorns. Fearsome critters include beasts such as the wampus cat, with its blazing yellow eyes whose glare can drive an observer insane, or the swamp-dwelling human-eating snollagoster, or the more benign side-hill gouger, whose legs are shorter on one side than the other, thus enabling it to go easily up and down steep hills, but only in one direction. I love this stuff. Many years ago, while touring the Southwest with some British friends, my inner lumberjack asserted itself. At one of our campsites, I cautioned my friend to watch out for grizzlies as he made his way to the Camp Lou. Grizzlies in Arizona, he asked, eyebrow raised. The hairless kind, I said, very quiet, hard to see in the dark. He smirked, but I saw him waving his flashlight, or torch as he would call it, around nervously as he left the safety of the campfire. Another Brit friend jumped when a pinecone suddenly dropped from a nearby tree. She looked at me, wide-eyed. Gravity bat, I explained, hunting for night frogs. It's okay, they rarely drop on people. She edged a little closer to the fire. But none of this explains the animal in the video on next door. I watched it and the other videos of the mystery beast that the poster put up over and over. I still can't for the life of me tell what that critter is. It's frustrating that there have been no further sightings, at least not ones that have been captured on camera and shared, and whatever hubbub there was seems to have died down. It appears the next-door community was satisfied with the American wombat explanation. Or maybe they simply have better things to do. I'm beginning to think the creature is a raccoon that somehow lost its tail, or was born without one. It certainly resembles a raccoon, also known as trash panda, in all other respects unless somebody's pet wombat escaped. In any case, the mystery remains, which is something, I believe, to embrace. It's nice to be reminded that wonders exist all around us and may even waddle across our patios. Still, I'll keep trying to figure out what kind of animal that is, and if I ever do, I'll be so excited I might just poop a cube. Thanks for listening to Here's a Thought with Jan M. Flynn. New episodes release weekly, so hit that plus button to follow the show, which is always free. But if you'd like to help defray our production expenses, you'll find a link in the episode notes to subscribe for as little as $3 a month. And thanks for considering. And I always welcome your suggestions for something to overthink in an upcoming episode. 
Until next time, may you be alive to the wonders that surround us all. May you be safe from hairless grizzlies, gravity bats, and any other fearsome critters. And may all your thoughts be good ones.